Hello and you're very welcome to this week's On Track with Talking Dogs. My guest this week hails from Nina. Since taking out his trainer's license six years ago, he has enjoyed tremendous success. He races mainly at Thurless, where he has a remarkable record. My guest this week is John Byrne. John, uh, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Thanks very much for having me, Rory. You're very welcome, I suppose, for our listeners. Um, let's begin. Let's tell us something about your own background and how your involvement with Greyhounds began. Well, I said, I went down to Torres one night with my family, and I never had any kind of background into Greyhound racing. And we went down to watch Greyhound racing, and from there, I kind of got the feeling and the bug, as the man would say. I went out to watch my uncle's dog racing down there. And from there on in, I came home, and it was nine of my parents so much, they got me into doing a bit of Saturday work with Brian King and Kathleen over at Shelburne Stud. And so for new Saturdays. So that's the one thing that we've often said about greyhound racing. You really don't have to come from a background, sure you don't. No, I didn't come from a background, Rory. My uncle uh, has a few dogs, and I didn't really know much about greyhounds. And just went racing with my family, and it started from there. So I had no really background of into greyhounds. And doing Saturdays over in Brian Kings kind of got me more into the knowing what to do and the difference from the ins and outs of dogs. And what age would you say you were when you were bitten by the bug? I was 12, Rory. I got I annoyed my parents so much from that first night racing in Torres. And they bought me my first dog off, Brian King, over in Sherwood Stud. And from there, then I started from learning the basics, going with Brian King. I learned how to feed the dogs and care for the dogs and know the best what's for the dog. And then my uncle gave me my second greyhound, and she was called Rafaela Black. And she won my first ever race for me in Torres. And that winning feeling, there's nothing else can compare, sure there isn't. You couldn't compare your first winner, Rory, and even today, you still can't compare it. The first winner is nearly the same as winning any night, so it is. And as you say, working with dogs, what's the whole appeal of Greyhounds for, for you, John? It was just the, the, the love of them, Rory. I started going to, I got work experience with it in transition year in, in school, and from there I started doing a week or two with Brian King over there. And I started getting into start more involved into the greyhounds then and from work experience most people were going off working in shopping centres and that going off to be builders and that's what I, my desire was to become a greyhound trainer so when I finished up school I went working with Brian King we say full, full time and I worked with Brian and them until they went over to England and I'd done a year with Sally and Anna Williams and there from that I took a year out then and I started building my own kennels at home after getting the boat for it and then I, an opportunity came up to start working in Packet Files place for a while and give him a hand. So that's where it really took off. Then Rory was from Packet Files and Alice Gilfoyle and Gilfoyle family. And of course, John, working with Pat Gilfoyle, some wonderful experience there, no doubt. Always the best feeling. That's where you really, right? That's where I really learned that I want to become a greyhound trainer. Like to to learn, it's different, different, different to learn more different from greyhounds over there how they're treated and. It's a different set of Rory, being around top, top, top class greyhounds, you know. And the amount of work that goes into them is unbelievable, John. Oh, people don't realise the work, Rory, to be honest, what goes into them. And it's 24 hours a day, you could say, because when you go to bed, you're thinking about them and what you're doing the next morning and everything, you know. And just describe a typical day for yourself, John. My typical day, Rory, we wake up at 7. We have to go out and start start the dogs at 7 o'clock. My partner then would get up the children and she'd have to come out in and start getting the breakfast ready for the dogs. We'd start planning who's going to be galloping and who's going to be walking and that for the day. Then in the evening time, we have great help. We have, I have lots of help from the owners that are here. And my cousin Dominic and his partner, Jessica, 
come out in the evening and walk their dogs and the weekends then we have a full house with everyone here on the weekends and race bags everyone's involved doing the racing and sorting out the muzzles and for my son Alex and my daughter Emily we're all hands on here Rory's a it's a family thing and it's a, it's a small operation where we run here Absolutely brilliant of course you mentioned owners there you're lucky to have so many understanding and patient owners no doubt I did Rory I got a lot from, from learning from pack your file and them all of how to be to try to be the best of them Rory and get the best out of them and that's where I got a lot of owners from being recognised being with Pat and them all and I appreciate that from Alison and them all and that's where it took off and the owners I like to keep the owners involved especially on a Sunday they all come out and they walk their dogs and they know what goes in and out of the greyhounds and the hard work that goes in Rory And just how early on would you recognise that you might have a good one on your hands? A lot of people would say they know straight away you don't it's when you go schooling them and you're gathering them you could have a dog that could walk up a gallop. You could have a dog that fly up the gallop and he could be the, not the best dog. But when you're schooling them, the good one will pop out. The good one will pop out and from the word go when you start off schooling them and that. And I suppose when they're racing, it's all about having heart as well, isn't it? You're, you're taking the old dog, Rory, to an A10 dog. It wants to have the heart and just run their best and come off safe. And you're, you're happy once they come home safe, whether they come first or last. But it's a great feeling when they win. There's nothing as nice and... My partner, Stephanie, she'd be waiting for the camera at home to pop on Facebook when they win, you know. So you wouldn't be out the car and she'd be taking a photo of the dogs winning or my sons and that, you know, my son and my cousin Dominic and that too and Jessica. Well, that's brilliant, of course. That's what we need. The more people that are promoting the sport, the better. And a lot of people do it now, as you say, on social media. Yeah, Facebook, Rory. I wouldn't be a person for social media or making a big fuss, but... My partner Stephanie and I hope we got recognised from that and we got a lot of dogs from Facebook without advertising to to bring in dogs for training and people recognise it from that we're getting doubles and triples and getting winners week you know, week in, week out and you wouldn't always have winners every week in either, Rory. Oh, absolutely, but we're lucky in this country that there's a race for no matter what grade of dog you have. There's a race for any dog, Rory. We get more enjoyment going down to Torres there and winning an A8 or winning an AO, it's fabulous, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful, but all the dogs, they're treated the same way. There's no difference from an A10 to any other dog. And as you mentioned there, you're tasting plenty of success. Uh, just remind us of some of the success, John. Well, I took up my licence about six years ago, Rory, when I really knew I wanted to be involved with Greyhounds. Um, I took up my licence. We've won two trainers' championships in Taurus in the last two years. Um, hopefully we're going for a third one this year, Rory, please God. You've got to win in 20 races there, I think, this year. Um, I have a few nice dogs there. I head down to the lines. and not caught in guy. He was the finalist in the Island Bridge in Sherburne Park, which was a great experience. We ran up to Fair Warrior final and were a winner of over 20 open sprints with him. He was a great genuine dog. And my fastest dog is probably Medusa. She's been very unlucky. She made a lot of big finals, Rory. She, was the, and she ran up there winning the Munster Cup Cup in Clamwell. She was favoured for the goal in the muzzle. She went five races on, unbeaten in that. And we have another dog called Knockout and King. He's in the final in Limerick on Saturday night. And Medusa's in the quarterfinal of the Fair Warrior again in Mullingar. Gee, it really is some uh, wonderful successes there. Great success uh, in a relatively short period of time as well, John. Very short, Rory. Um, we, we, bred, we, we had my own sprint dog there. He's the one that kind of put me on the map was a dog called Silver Hill Shea. He won a number of races. We were told by the vets he'd never come back racing. We gave him nine months off and pampering and... He started showing that he'd want to go back racing and we were told by two vets. So nine months later, he came back and he won 10 races for us. And he was dog of the month of August in, um, in 2016. 
we went on to breed into one of our own ladies at home, and we got some great genuine dogs. We have a genuine dog there. He's eight, eight two at the moment, and he's called Knockoff and Connor. I was going um, to mention the breeding there, so you've got um, a lot to look forward to there as well, no doubt. Yeah, we bought we bought in a few over there. A bitch called Kitman's Misty. She she has she's a full brother to um, Kamiko, uh, Graham Holland's dog that won the puppy or uh, the Derby Plate in Shelburne. She has a litter on the ground there to Grange Utain at the moment. That was trained by Packer File. Um, we have a few nice ones there. Pack get released a big shot me there too. She's had a litter of pups on the ground to Skywalker Logan. So we have a few nice ones looking forward to Rory. We bought a few bitches off. Uh, John Kennedy there too she's a full, a full sister a full sister to Good Cody very very talented animals no doubt you mentioned Thurless there uh, a wonderful track with some wonderful staff it's very 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 well maintained Rory it's one of my local tracks and I, I love going there on a Saturday night and that's where it all kind of started going down there on a Saturday night and I, I love Thurless and I love Limerick and they're two well maintained tracks and very safe for greyhounds it's a great a great opportunity to start off dogs and if you could do time and hurry, you'll time anywhere. Yeah, it's very similar to y'all, isn't it? It's very similar to y'all, Rory. Any good dogs from our you're you're going to be a good dog if you can do time and same with y'all. You know, if you're breaking 18 seconds in Taurus, you're going to be a top, top, top dog. And as you know, this um, series of podcasts is all about younger people in the sport. A lot of young people, John, have got involved recently and great to see the success they're having. Well, it's absolutely fabulous, Rory. There's a lot of people involved, and that's what we need. We need to see these young people involved. We need to see people coming along, and it's great. You see it there. People and children, they're all getting involved. My own two children are very involved, and, you know, seeing them from young ages and everyone else, kids getting involved and going to race nights, it's very important to see, and it's bright for the future, Rory, to see it happening. And do you think, in your own opinion, is there anything else that could be done, maybe to get more younger people involved? I, I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer, Rory, of people going around seeing different trainers' yards, going around with a family day. Like I got involved from going to one night racing in Turles. I never had a background of greyhound racing. From going one night racing, here I am many years later, and I'm still involved. And work experience is one big thing. Like I wasn't the, I went around a couple of years, Rory, from work experience from school. People were going from shopping centres to building yards from school. I was going to have to work in Greyhound Yards to get the experience. I think college or students with say LCA and all them, it's a great opportunity to learn from it. And my own cousin, Dominic, Dominic O'Brien, he done the same when he was in school. He done his work experience here. And it's a sport, of course, that there's so many wonderful people involved in and they're only too happy to pass on uh, their, their knowledge to the younger generation coming up. That, that, that's how it's all run, uh, Rory, just to hear from other people, other trainers and my God, any trainer you could ring up there in the morning, especially pack your file of his heart broke, probably. <laughs> He'd give you any advice you want in the morning and same with any, any, any trainer out there. Everyone's happy. And it's a big family. It's a big family, Graham Racing. It's a big family. There's not one person that would not help you in the morning. If you were stuck to bring a dog to racing and you were racing somewhere else, there's no problem. Pick up the phone and go and bring your dog racing for you, you know. And, of course, the country is awash with talented greyhound trainers right across the country, to be fair. And what trainers would you look up to the most yourself, John? Uh, look, I'd have to say Packer Fyder, Rory, because he taught me an awful lot from greyhound racing. I, I wasn't, and he's had some great success and some great talent in greyhounds. And I was lucky enough to be handling some of them, Rory, and get this where very handling was where I got to learn about from them, you know. And you learn from the best, Rory. That's the most important. And at this moment in time, what state do you think the sport is in, John? I think I think it's very good. I think it's the best we've 
seen it now, that thing that happened there, look, it didn't do it any justified, but I think it made it stronger. I think it brought everyone together. I think there's more things going to be happening. I know Tullis have a children's night coming up there for Halloween, uh, Saturday week, which is going to be great for the children. Um, new sponsors are coming in there too, which is part of getting some sponsors in there for the night. Um, just to get more families in, get get them in through the door, Rory, and let them see how Greyhound Racing uh, is. Like, you know, as the saying go, don't judge the book by the cover. Go see with your eyes. Go see how good it is and how people treat Greyhounds and how they're fed and time effort. And then maybe if they're half interested in getting involved, the best way to do so is probably in a syndicate. Syndicates are great, Rory. We keep a couple of syndicates here ourselves too. Um, it's cheap cost. You have people there that might not be able to afford to have a greyhound there with people of the week. Three or four there, get them in through the door. They'll have their few pints, they'll have their left, they'll go home. No one is broke from feeding or paying bills for greyhounds. Or They all have a great night out. It's great to get, get them in the doors to hold them thing, Rory. Absolutely, as you said there, the great thing about a syndicate is just the great fun that can be had being a member of one. Oh, we had great nights and just we could go down there with six or seven lads and they'd all have the left and they'd all have a few bits on the toes and it's great. The boys around the track, the boys around Turles or Limerick or anywhere you go, you know, just to see everyone in there. It's a great boys for to see people in there and enjoy themselves because it only takes that one person to enjoy themselves and get that boat and come home and get a greyhound and learn to have a greyhound, you know. And that's what happened to me, Rory. I didn't have a background. And say, my uncle, he taught me a few bits and pieces too and gave me my, second, my first ever winner. And just get the bug and go see it with your own eyes and go and enjoy it. Yeah, it's an absolutely brilliant story. And at this moment in time as well, the country is full of such talented greyhounds at the moment, isn't it, John? Oh, some, we've seen some of the best talent. And we said greyhounds, and this year has probably been one of the best year we've ever seen bitches. Rory, you know, and greyhounds, and there's a, t- there's a top, top dollar of, of bitches at the moment. You'd only know, have a bitch this year than a dog. And some wonderful races still to look forward to uh, between now and the end of the year as well. Yes, Rory, you have the, le- the ledger coming up there now inside the Limerick next Saturday night. There's going to be some great talent brought in for that, as every year. You have a lot of top tournaments coming up near the end of the year in Sherbourne Park. You sit at the Fair Warrior Final in Mullingar. You have a lot of local success, and a lot of big stakes and their stakes come up in Torless Park there too in the next week or two and all the Christmas tracks are going to start it now and it's fabulous to see Rory, yes. Great to see the crowds back. Uh, before I leave you go, just give us a few dogs there that we should be keeping an eye on over the next couple of weeks, John. Well, I'll be hoping Rory may my do as I goes. She's finding it a bit tricky up there in Mullingar but she's going over puppy time. I'll be hoping she gets used to the track and goes a fairly long way and I have not gotten King in the final in the 575 inside in Limerick at the moment and with a few nice pups to come along there track in the new year please God, Rory Listen John thanks for taking time out to join us on this week's podcast can I wish you nothing but the very very best of luck and I'll chat to you soon Thanks very much for having me Rory it's a pleasure thank you very much That's it for this week's On Track with Talking Dogs my thanks once again to John my thanks to you for listening my name is Rory Burke inviting you to join me again next week right here for a brand new On Track with Talking Dogs